You're listening to the City Lights Equipping Podcast, where we are helping you identify your next step in exalting Jesus and extending the kingdom of heaven right where you are. If this podcast encourages or challenges you, please leave us feedback on our iTunes channel and share on your social media to help more people discover the very same things that are stirring you in your walk with the Lord. Hey there, podcaster. This is uh, your good buddy, Oliver Wong. Next to me is... Chris Armfield. And this is the City Lights Equipping Podcast, not to be confused with the City Lights Sermon Podcast. That's right. Both of them increasing in popularity. Both of them, Joel Osteen is, I'm heard, thinking about listening to at least. Unbelievable. But People this... have a lot of opinions about different kinds of preachers and people. And so I think when you mentioned Joel Osteen, some people are like, what? You know? Yeah. And listen... That's another podcast, there, but I was going to say, if that really bothered you, when things really bother you and heat you up, that's probably an area you need to start praying about. Not like in a bad a way, point. but just has God gotten into that area and softened maybe some of the hardness? So if we have a drastic emotion, we may be out expressing who our, uh, our God's heart is. So that one's for free. We're, we're increasingly becoming excited and clarified about what this podcast is doing. I know that city groups are listening to them now together. I know people are listening cool. to them on their way to and from work. I know that it's getting traction and I'm hearing it hopefully help people to do what it's supposed to do is to help people take next steps towards Jesus together. And so um, all the way out to France, by the way, I got a come I got, on. I got feedback from France uh, two weeks ago. That's intense. Yeah. So just a big shout out to our Francians. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, I just wanted to talk first and foremost about some changes going on with with you specifically, uh, personally. My gray Chris, hair. Well, people have been talking about my gray hair like I'm, crazy. I'm more interested. It's it looks good on well, you. Well, people like, have been stopping me and going, "Did you highlight your hair?" Well, it's a thing now. But I, yeah, I guess. But I can't really see it. That's a problem. But I'm I might uh we'll see. I want to talk about shoes. The first okay. time I <laughs> was able to come to your house. I remember I, I had a hard time even getting into the door because I was so enamored. There was like a museum of shoes there yeah. of all types and, and colors and even eras and ages. That's I right. mean, things that took me back to 2002 <laughs> and if a shoe could do that. It was vintage. Mm, it was true. all different marks. And now we're definitely minimized and purged and yeah. way scaled down. Tell me I, about that. Well, it's just been my season that I've called, we just call it consecration in this house. We got that from the scriptures, just being set apart to the Lord and as I just tried to really listen about what it looks like to be consecrated to the Lord, he talked to me about my shoes one day, and I went from 120. I know it's a little bit of a confession, but my shoe's been my foot's been the same size for like 20 years. Yeah, uh, and I would just collect inexpensive shoes, and I just enjoyed wearing them a couple times or a lot of times, whatever. But I, I just said the Lord just saying, get rid of, get rid of, get rid of, and it got all the way down to I think I have six pairs now. I'm I'm trying to get to three, mm-hmm. so just working my way down to three. So well, I have a new pair of shoes on because we're kind of twinsies because we're both. What are those called? Chucka boots. These are called I've got Chucka. Clarks, also known as Chucka desert boots. Boot. I have my yep. Nikes on today, mm-hmm. but um, shoe game Very is comfy. on point as the kids. Say. <laughs> I'm just looking for comfort, man. I'm looking for fleet. comfort. Okay, that's yeah, it. Or on point. Well, I want it to look good too. I mean, just to be fair. Yeah, so what's so, our topic of the day? Well, podcast listener, that's enough about us. I wish we could hear about you and some of the things you like, like shoes that you like, I yeah. guess. That would be fun to know. But today, we are going to address the topic of, you ready? Brrr, what it is to be a disciple. Mm. What is a disciple? Yeah. It's it's something that we realize is needing definition. Mm-hmm. Uh, this word is very clear in the scriptures. In fact, it's an ancient word. And so because it has so much history, I think sometimes something can be so old, it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people if we're not careful point. for it. And so somebody might go, oh, Nike, that's a clothing brand. You're like, no, it's a shoe brand. Like, oh, wait, it's both. Well, what is it? What isn't it? No, it's sporting equipment. And well, it's all those things. Mm-hmm. Is discipleship able to be, and could it be, or should it be defined that broadly? 
I, I think today we're going to really drill in, and our goal today, hopefully podcast listener, we accomplish this with you, that we're really going to define what a disciple is. Oliver, you mm-hmm. just preached on Sunday, and sometimes this, the equipping podcast, we mention things from the sermon, so if you like what I'm about to share, definitely listen to the podcast from last week. It's a very, very important message for the City Lights house. If you're outside of City Lights, it's worth listening to as well, and you can go on iTunes and check it out. But you mentioned that Jesus didn't leave behind programs. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't leave behind buildings. Um, he didn't really leave behind uh, like rules and methodology as much as he left behind people. Right. So he was about people, not programs. I've heard you say that a lot. Um, or buildings and, or organizational charts or yeah. anything else. There's the residuals people. That's good. And so talk a little bit about that though. Like what did you mean by that? How does that help us start to narrow in on what a disciple is? Yeah. Well, uh, like I said before, you know, the 12 people that he leaves behind as well as his Holy Spirit, uh, you know, is the enduring work of Jesus Christ. It was his it was his life's mission and work. It's the thing that he left behind. And mm-hmm. it essentially says to all of us, uh, past, present, future, that was enough to bring about the kingdom of God. And if it's enough for Jesus, it needs to be enough for us as well. Deal. And I just wonder, I, I count the cost. I think about how much stuff do we do in church? How much stuff do we do at home um, that we might call discipleship? or think as discipleship, but because we're not careful and because we're not clear, it's not discipleship at all. And none of it, as we talked about the scary things, a lot of that stuff won't remain. The songs, the programs, all Mm -hmm. the principles, you know, I don't know. These things, people remain. That's That's what remains at the end of the day. And if we don't keep our eyes focused and and ahead at vision, we'll lose track and we'll drift. That's a big deal. Um, Just what you're saying, how Jesus invested himself fully into those he actually called disciples. You and I know, and, and if you've study the scriptures, you know that Jesus called his closest followers disciples. Uh, that just means learner in the ancient way. But, you know, it's we can't just come on the air today and say, hey, a disciple is a learner or a student, because in our culture, in this, the Western culture, that's classroom, that's books, that's pass a test, graduation, right. certificate, mm-hmm. and on and on. And as we understand discipleship or being a disciple of Jesus, was uh, it embodied every detail of life. That was a very Jewish mindset. And really, Maybe the word apprentice is a better word if we had to choose a synonym. Apprentice might be a better word where you're actually following somebody, uh, eating the meal with them, talking, cleaning up, setting up, tearing down all. I mean, just really investing in that whole life. But one of the things that brings this conversation to the forefront of our minds is we are a church. By definition, our mission is to be and make disciples. Uh, We want those disciples to exalt Jesus and extend his kingdom where they are. But we really are about being and making disciples of Jesus. And it's interesting. I was talking with one of the guys I'm discipling right now, and he said he was around um, a, a few other people this last week, and those other people actually attend other churches that we know and love, and they got onto the topic of disciple-making. And I think this the disciple of mine was saying, yeah, we're all about disciple-making. They go, we are too. And he goes, and he just he's a smart guy, and he just said, what does that mean to you? And one guy said, well, it just means leading people to Christ. And the guy I'm discipling just was listening going, okay, all right. And then the other guy said, well, actually, that, that's not what a disciple is. A disciple is somebody who is is thinking well, like somebody who is just continuing to think well and be in the community. Um, and my the guy I'm discipling came back to me almost scratching his head. He actually went to our website and was very curious of how we define it because he and I's relationship doesn't look like a past moment, nor does it look like just thinking. And so he just said, has City Lights really defined that well online that, that I could explain it to people? But ultimately... As we try to zoom into a definition, wouldn't we say, Oliver, discipleship is all those things. Discipleship mm-hmm. could be marked by a point of conversion where we recognize Jesus for our salvation, forgiveness of sins. It is part of thinking that our mind is renewed with the scriptures and life on life. 
Um, and those are really points. Wouldn't we say those are like points on a linear, almost like a linear graph, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah, I would say um, discipleship does need to be defined. The reason why it's difficult is because it's more of a process than a destination. We're always a disciple. I'll be a disciple until the day that I die. Mm. So discipleship is not an arrival point. It is a process. And I do want to be clear. I think we should be clear as as leaders and as uh, disciples about what it is. I I believe that disciple is somebody that is taking steps towards Jesus. Mm. Uh, Somebody that next year, they'll Mm. look more like Jesus because of that process than they did this year. And this year, they look more like Jesus than Mm. last year. Why? Because every day, every month, every year, they're making an endeavor to take another step Mm. towards Jesus, probably in in community with somebody else, Mm. but take a step towards towards Jesus. And so to use the hmm. first example, absolutely. Is the step to the cross and the point of salvation a step of discipleship? hundred percent. Right. Yeah. But not, not any less important than the next step of obedience and the next step mm. of obedience. We can't be waylaid just at one point being infants and never mm-hmm. growing up in Christ. Mm-hmm. There's continual steps. Mm. And then again, to the other person in the answer, it's part of it for sure. You're thinking and transforming by the renewal of your mind needs to be a point. But the question I would ask is, is that going to ever manifest into a step? And mm. that's what I think we need to be measuring at City Lights and in discipleship overall, Matthew 28. Are we taking steps towards Jesus that make us look more like him tomorrow than we do mm. today? All right, so what I just heard you say is a definition, your working definition right now for what a disciple is, is somebody taking steps toward Jesus slash taking steps with Jesus right. even. Because mm-hmm. I think even language like with and for can be confusing. I think we can talk about that in a little bit. Uh, this reminds me a little bit of um, your conversation that we had on Equipping Podcasts weeks ago about vulnerability, mm-hmm. and you really brought out that vulnerability's goal is about transformation. Mm-hmm. And if if we're really in a relationship, I mean, if we're talking about being a disciple of Jesus today, and we are, being in a relationship with Jesus, it's impossible to stay the same if yeah. we're in a relationship with Jesus. So when you say steps of following, we want to make clear, we're not moving or progressing for justification, we're not moving or, or, or following Jesus and looking different this year so that we might be saved. We're moving because we are saved. We mm-hmm. are moving because we're in relationship with Jesus. So we just want to be careful that we don't compare and fall into the comparison trap. That was another podcast. Fall into a comparison trap of this person's there, this person's not there, and therefore I must be more, what, spiritual, committed than someone else. Right. Effort looks different from different people, but podcast listener, at this point, you know, I, I didn't ask you before, but how did you think about what a disciple is, mm-hmm. you know, would you say it was more focused on getting people into a relationship with Jesus or it was helping them start their relationship with Jesus or it was their disciple when they start discipling someone? You know, Oliver, I think about mm-hmm. some friends in my life right now that I just am genuinely growing to love and they don't know Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I would genuinely say I have been discipling them and I've been discipling them for a few months now, even though they haven't made a profession of faith. Mm-hmm. So if we were to put that on a chart, uh, let's just say for just the rudimentary rawness of it. Negative 10 is rebellion. <laughs> Zero right. is conversion. Positive 10 is just, you know, really growing in their faith. Yeah. I'm, I have a lot of negative sevens, negative five, negative threes in my life, but, but they've moved. Yeah. Um, and that's discipleship, right? I count can't, that as can't, discipleship. Yeah. You're taking a step closer to Jesus in my book. That is part of discipleship. A lot of disciples had to follow him before they even believed, yeah. which would be the point of conversion. So belonging, we, we always say, does and sometimes can precede belief. So could we define them for a moment? Uh, you know, we're not trying to be black and white, mean, or judgmental, so don't misread this, but what what is a good clarifier of someone who isn't really a disciple of Great. Jesus? Like, I, you know, oftentimes podcast listener, you're listening for the, when we're exposing the myth, so 
We want to be careful here because we're not throwing rocks, but if we get stuck on a static point in the past mm -hmm. or even a justificational point in the future once I memorize the Bible or stop swearing, Great. Th those, yeah. those, are, those are gutters, as you've mm -hmm. talked about. You know? So we want to watch out for those. But Oliver, why don't you just – could you bring us in some talking points of – you know, what isn't a disciple in a way? Or, you know, like what are some of those danger zones of staying in mm -hmm. a static spot? Well, I think um, I could certainly see how somebody might imagine that if I'm hanging out with Christians mm. um, and I'm hanging out with other people taking steps, then I must be taking steps too, or that <laughs> I must be a disciple. And that's, that's not necessarily <laughs> the truth. I could definitely yeah. hang out with wonderful disciples that are passionate about Jesus and almost imagine that, you know, by process of elim or by, by, uh, you know, proximity to them or by who I know, mm. uh, that that would justify that I'm taking steps. And, and the fact of the matter is the pop, that bubble of myth is nobody step next to you is ever going to supplant your step. That's Never good. takes the place of your so own. So we can't draft off other people's perceived spirituality or commitment. You know, there's an onus on us yep. to live out our own faith story with God. Yep. I think another one that you mentioned was the idea of really theorizing and making everything esoteric and being a thinking, mm. uh, disciple mm -hmm. rather than a doing disciple. And, and, Clearly, steps puts us um, and excludes just thinking without doing. Steps means there is action. Love must look like something. Mm -hmm. Faithfulness, worship needs to look and manifest into something. So definitely has to be doing and thinking. And James, uh, the book of James, Jesus, uh, James is the half-brother of Jesus, born of Mary and Joseph. Um, Jesus, obviously, we remember, was conceived by the Holy Spirit in Mary's womb. But James, the half-brother of Jesus, that's what I mean by half-brother, he was really passionate about that. He said, you know, people are going around, this is what I believe, this is what I believe, this is what I believe. And he said, well, I don't see any evidence of that. And I said, well... <laughs> What does that matter? It's about faith. And, and we believe, you know, by grace we're saved through faith. But James was really saying, you know, like faith without works doesn't prove anything about the faith. Faith without works is dead. All he's saying is if you believe something, there will be evidence of that belief. For right. you to say, I've got the winning lottery ticket. I've got the winning lottery ticket. I've got the winning lottery ticket. And you never cash it in. It's sort of like, do you ever really, do you actually have it? You know, oh, I have it. Why didn't you play it? You know, there's millions of dollars waiting there. Prove it. You know, not in a, again, not for justification's sake, but it, there's evidence of that following. So we talked a little bit about um, mm -hmm. just covering some of it. We talked about a convert who's stuck and saying, I'm a disciple because I got saved at some point, uh, youth group or camp or Billy Graham crusade or with my pastor or uh, a counselor led me to Christ. I love the one you brought just because I'm hanging out with people who are Christians doesn't necessarily mean I'm. I'm actually a disciple of Jesus, someone who was really marked by thinking, and they're growing in knowledge, but they're not growing in following uh, with Jesus. Those things are significant. I, I think church history, by the way, let me just make this comment. I mean, if you study the first several hundred years of the church, they were known as a mobile. Right. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't brick and mortar. It was all about, um, you could call it like the church on the move, but Jesus put, they, he sent them, go. They were the sent ones of God. And so there was movement in the very definition of what a Christian was. It actually, the picture was movement. It wasn't static. So even, even in a physical sense, people saw the church as people who were moving and shaking. Not busy, but people who were, that were extending consistently. So podcast listener, I think a great question is, are you taking steps right now towards Jesus with somebody else? Are you growing? Hmm. Can you... Can you truly say and think, I I'm different today, not only in my thinking, but in my doing? Would other people say that I'm different today? Not that that earns me any more right to the kingdom, but just that that is uh, an apt and, and worthy um, expression of all that he's done in, in you and in me through his Holy Spirit that lives lives inside of us. I mean, one of the jokes that we were talk talking about in our outline was the idea of Matthew McConaughey's movie Failure to Launch. <laughs> you know, I think it's quite yeah, possible it's to, be, to, to look like a 40-year-old man 
but inside to be a 12-year-old boy. That's good. You know, or in even certain areas of our life to be an executive uh, that is older and wiser than your years and right. doing business at right. a pace of a 50-year-old even though you're 30, yeah. but at home, you know, you act like a 12-year-old, mm. you know, with your wife or whatever else. So, that's what I mean is that, you know, mm. are we are we not are we judging our merit, but are we measuring our effort and we are count are we counting our steps? Um, and are we aware of where Jesus is in our life right now that we might take steps closer to mm. him today than we were yesterday? That's yeah, the kind of question. The good. process, not the destination, mm. is what I want to stir up today in and, our conversation. And can we, uh, I want, I'd love to just season this with some grace, um, not as a license to just not care, but as an encouragement. You know, maybe you, as you're, as you heard Oliver ask that question, you're going, what step have I taken? And you're going, man, I, I haven't. Well, have you sensed that God wanted you to take one? Mm-hmm. Because if so... Mm-hmm. I want to remind you, you're hearing from God. Yeah. That means you're in relationship. That's a step. That means you're a disciple of Jesus. That's a step in itself. And so some people go, oh, I hear from God. Yeah. And we go like, but you're not forgiving this person. You're not this. You're not. Like, oh, he didn't talk to me about that. I go, uh, I don't know that you're in a relationship with Jesus. Because Jesus, one of the core identity pieces of Jesus that we have with him is he forgives us of our sins. So one of the evidences you're with Jesus is you're forgiving people. So I just, I want to be, you know, I want to watch yeah. for the gutters. Someone says, I'm in a relationship with Jesus. I'm hearing from him. I'm never doing anything. I just want to affirm you and go grace for that. Like, hey, you're in process. I love how you say process, not destination. Yeah. And some of us are going like, oh, I hear from him all the time. And other people are going like, oh, I haven't obeyed. Like, just be careful for the ditches. But listen, it might just be what's the most recent step you've taken. And I, I literally, I sincerely podcast listener, I'm trying to encourage you right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to bail you out from Oliver's question, but I'm just trying to help you not fall into the trap if you don't have a clear answer of what's the what step have you taken recently. Um, maybe look backward a little while and, and maybe you're, you're wrestling through things like I want to take a step, but I can't decide. That's a great thing. Mm -hmm. Jacob wrestled with God. That was an awesome thing that Jacob did. He's like, I'm not going to let go. I'm going to hold on to you and, and, and figure this out with you. So that's Mm -hmm. part of relationship. You know, it's the withness, not so much for about it's a with piece. Mm -hmm. Oliver, each week we really try to anchor our topic in the scriptures why don't you bring 1 Corinthians 3 to life for us? This is from Sunday's message, 1 Corinthians 3, starting in verse 1. I'll read through 4. It says, But I, brothers, uh, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. So they're in Christ, of course, it's not saying they're not saved. It just means that they're not yet developed in your paradigm before. It's more of around the 0, 1 to 2 rather okay. than the 10. Mm-hmm. So he's just giving us that plane to, to reference. And then verse 2, I fed you with milk on the lower end of the number scale, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now you are not yet ready, for you are still of the flesh. And then he gives some parameters of what we mean by flesh. And that's what we need to head into for this conversation right yeah. now, Chris, is like, okay, if we're talking about steps, where are we going? What's the ultimate you know, mm-hmm. destination? What does it really mean to look like Christ versus where we've been? Um, and I think he really clears it up here. It says, for while there is jealousy and strife among you. Now, mm. these are fruits, not roots, but I think we can kind of tie them together pretty accurately. Yeah. Jealousy and strife among you. Are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? Uh, verse four, for when one says, I follow Paul, another one says, I follow Paulus, are you not being merely human? Uh, maybe I'll propose to us for the rest of the conversation to use this as a reference point of progress. What does it mean to progress and to take steps? Jealousy and strife and envy the things of the flesh versus the things of the spirit. To me, that, that creates two different dichotomies from zero to 10. Uh, we're really on a journey, and I'll propose it to you, and we'll talk from this reference point here on, is the journey from milk to meat is really the journey of it's about me to it's about him. Mm. It's about mm. jealousy and strife, and it's, you know, I follow this person, you should be more like this, and mm. I think you should do this, and you should do that. Mm. It comes from a narrative. It comes from a common core precept and principle, which is, 
this is about me. This is about what I want. This is about me accomplishing my goals. And so mm. I think that's a powerful statement. It really frees us from a lot of the legalism I think you were supposing in one of those gutters that you would, mm-hmm. you would offer is you can run off to Africa and you can go and speak in tongues and, and, and go after miracles. You could go and read the Bible and get 16 degrees and letters next to your name, but still not have Christ. How could you do all of those mm. things and be so active and take so many steps well, who's, who are you, whose steps were you following? Where mm. were you actually headed? Were you heading, heading after the steps of yourself or mm. the steps of Jesus? Mm. And so, um, you know, it says in his scriptures, it's, it's not sacrifice, it's obedience that I'm looking for. Yeah. It's steps with me. And so I think that is both a, a high challenge, but also a really That's high huge. invitation. That's right. Because it frees me up yeah. from the endless list of things that I could do, endless steps. Oh, I know exactly what I need to do next podcast. I'll just shut the podcast off and go on and be a disciple now because I know exactly what to do. And I would say, mm. well, let's slow down because... I'm not sure if that list is your next step. Well, a list sounds like somewhat of a program, and disciple of Jesus is a, is a person. That's it's right. tied to a relationship. That's right. Uh, you know, when you're reading and talking about an uh, infant and becoming a full-grown adult, milk and meat, it, that's a really hard one to like know where you're at. But when you started to talk about process um, and you started to talk about where we're at, I, I think it really helps when you defined it as me-centeredness, which a baby is wow, 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 me, 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 right. and they, they basically make noise or demonstrate something when they need something. Right. When an adult gets something, uh, if there's someone's full-grown as a disciple, they're constantly looking for, you know, they're, they're very concerned with the upward, and then I think almost a preview for next week, they're also very considered the outward, right. and so there's an upward attention versus just back at me kind of attention, right. so I love it. It's not about me. It's about he. It's about him. Mm-hmm. The, the other thing uh, I want to mention, though, is you know I've seen some people who just became a Christian and just following Jesus for a couple of months and they're they seem pretty like meaty meaning they're unselfish right. and they're thinking about God and they're thinking about others I've seen people for decades that call themselves a disciple of Christ and they're so infantile yeah so I just want to but I do want to I, I want to kind of do what I did earlier it's okay being an infant because he said I did feed you with milk mm-hmm. so there are seasons of milk yeah. there's seasons of bottle there's seasons of being burped there's seasons of being changed. It's, it's a process of growing up. A lot of people I disciple, uh, we share just about every detail of life, and there are things that there are, you know, they're, they pass the conversion point, and then they're at like a negative eight, negative nine some weeks, and they feel just train wrecked, and I just look at them and go, no, 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 that's okay. Do you want to stay there? They go, no, I don't want to stay there. I don't know how I got there. And I go, well, let's talk about how you got there, right. and I'm glad you don't want to stay there. That's because you're a disciple of Jesus, right. and that's not what you really want. Let's figure it out. And they're, they're already progressing in their confession. So as they know they act like a rebellious infant, they're actually responding like an adult. Mm-hmm. And we can ex- explore those things together. Yeah. yeah. So listen, I myself, as a Lord willing, I'm a grown disciple. I sometimes act like an infant, and it's embarrassing, but mm-hmm. I'm learning how to respond and react from those. One of the other things that you mentioned that's really, I think, helpful language is that the difference between a with and a for mm-hmm. or a with or because, could you, can you explain that a little bit more of what you mean, you know, being in a relationship with Jesus versus being in a relationship for Jesus? Because I think withness sounds like a disciple of. Forness or for sounds disconnected. And mm-hmm. I think if there's something we're going to really want you podcast listener to walk away with, we're talking about being in a relationship with Jesus. That's what a disciple really is. Yeah. Well, we got to go back to John 15, where Jesus says that no fruit will ever remain if it's done without me. Mm. Um, uh, anything that I do or anybody that anybody does, even under the name of Jesus, 
that's not done with him. It hmm. even says you'll cast out many demons yeah, and do many oh, things so in my good. name, so but you don't know me, you know, and that and that's not fruit hmm. that remains. And that's the hard part. That's we huge. get down to the end of that passage, Corinthians, which we don't really have time to get through, but it just brings this this narrative of, of straw versus precious stones and gold. And at the end of the day, a lot of this work, a lot of things we do on this earth will not be remembered. It will not. Uh, remain. It will not have mm. significance or, or value. A lot of things even that will be in the limelight of 50, your 15 minutes of fame or your glory days, no one's going to remember and no mm. one's going to carry with. But what will remain beyond the, the tests of fire uh, is is real fruit. And I will say, if you go back to John 15 and cross-reference of fruit that remains, it has to be done with him. And so mm. that, that mentality, you know, podcast listener, if you're a disciple and you want to take next steps, you know, our heart here is to bear fruit, bear much fruit and fruit that remains. And yeah. if we want to get our fruit and our life into the category of significance that remains beyond fire, it's got to be a life with him. It can't just be for him under his, under his uh, banner. I think, man, you just, you just nailed it. The other passage of scripture, I'm glad lots of scriptures are coming to mind. If that's wetting your appetite, a podcast listener, just read, read more of the scriptures. Mm, so but Jesus himself, Describe the relationship with his disciples towards the end. He said, listen, I don't call you servants anymore. And a servant works for somebody. A servant fulfills commands and duties. He says, I call you a friend. A friend, you know, like you don't work for me. We're, we do life together. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus clarified mm-hmm. as they're growing up and they're proving themselves to really be about wanting to do life with him. He says, you are with me. Yeah. Uh, he even says, surely I'll be with you to the very end of the age in Matthew 28 when he says, go make disciples of all nations baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I will be with you. Yeah. That's, I mean, that is so significant. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, we're really hopeful today that this is really helping you understand what a disciple is. By the way, this is one of three podcasts All about right. discipling and discipleship. So if you have some questions, you need some more clarity about things, make sure you contact us, leave us a comment on iTunes. Uh, but Oliver, can you lead us into, you know, understand what it looks like to be a disciple of Jesus. Could you give us some steps maybe that can help us figure out from where we are? I mean, that's why we're here, equipping podcasts, helping you identify what your next step with Jesus is. Let's go ahead and just define some of those steps for us. Yeah, well, let's let's just kind of summarize where we've been so far to make sure okay. that we're on the same page. But a disciple is someone that's taking steps with Jesus um, and towards Jesus. And, uh, and that looks like the journey from it's about me to it's about him. Good. And the it's about him pro- process mm. is not a list as much as it is about a relationship um, and doing life with him. And every awesome. moment and every season we can trust as we do that more and more, we will have more fruit, much fruit, and fruit that remains. And just maybe a step right now for you and for me is just the question, where are you? Um, if you were to write your story on a piece of paper right now, your past, present, and future, would it sound like a me-centered narrative or would it sound mm. like a him-centered na- narrative? And if we were to reimagine that story and retell that story through his pen and through his authorship, how would the character dynamic change and who would you be in light of the story versus him? I think that's a powerful way to view and catch vision for our future day and future life. Yeah, I think in this process, you know, that is a, that's a challenge you just gave us because it's about, hey, write your story but are you the subject of your story? Yeah. But I think what I've found, uh, I know you believe this to be true as well, if we're in a relationship with Jesus, he's so kind to help us see ourselves and learn about ourselves, but yeah. really the star of everything and the center of all of history is him. Mm-hmm. So where is he at in your story? Yeah. What is God teaching you about himself? You're in a relationship with Jesus. What are you learning about God? What are you learning about Jesus? What does his kingdom look like in your life? What does God, what is he, you know, when you talk about the steps earlier, like what is God, how is he trying to bring heaven 
to earth through you. What does that look like? And what is that? Ex- what What are you learning about him? Yeah. So it's not just where have you been and where do you think you're at and what's ahead, but it's also what has God taught you in the past? What are you learning from God right now? And, and what do you see him leaning you, uh, leading you into that's going to continue to reveal things about himself, I think would be a, a great second step. I think that C.S. Lewis quote is so um, just relevant to this conversation where he says, humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking less about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think as we look at our story through those glasses and yeah. those lenses, we really become not less valuable, but smaller in significance to his significance. And I think that's a really good. good, healthy thing for every disciple. Our last step for us today is just to think through of what is our next step um, and, and consider doing that really with somebody else, not only mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit, with community. He's given us community, not just baptized into his spirit, but baptized into his church as well. What's it look like to take our next step and clarify what that is with somebody else? Accountability, I've heard somebody say, is better put encourageability. Somebody that's going to remind mm-hmm. you of who, who he is and remind you of who you are so you can take steps together. I think that God has provided that. And I, don't, I really, frankly, don't think we can take steps as well um, or as far um, without somebody having somebody next to us that believes with us. Yeah, that's you know that's a really great plug for next podcast as well because we're going to be talking about today was about disciple of Jesus. Next week is about discipleship, so doing this with someone. So when you give them that third step, we're not necessarily defining the discipleship relationship yet, but we're just saying it's good news. Share it with somebody. Uh, but it's also more than, it, it is good news, but process it with somebody. Who are you learning and listening with? Mm-hmm. So just back through review in a 15 seconds, a disciple is someone who's following Jesus. Jesus is on the move, guys. So that means we're moving to, mm-hmm. which is super exciting. Um, if you're, if you say I'm a disciple of Jesus and you're pointing to only something in the past, it's possible that you believe the myth about discipleship and what it looks like to be a disciple of Jesus. Uh, I loved how you said it's a process. Mm-hmm. We're a work in progress. Mm-hmm. It's not a destination. That just kind of takes the burden off of me, and I just go, cool. It's construction, not a final product, which is just super, super exciting. And I tell you, I'll give my last encouragement. Hey, you're in a relationship with Jesus. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy. He enjoys being in a relationship with you. Uh, if if you're tempted to be like, oh, I got to do this, and I got to do that after this podcast, then we're sorry because maybe we didn't communicate well enough because really God did everything he could everything he needed to do so that he could be with you to the very end. And so we just get to be in that relationship with him and enjoy it. So Mm -hmm. Oliver, any final thoughts from you? Uh, It's been a pleasure to do this. And um, this is just a unique and special time for us as a church to be able to be together and gain in strength greater than some of our parts to be and make disciples, to help each other take next steps. It's imperative that we bear much fruit that remains. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful for um, just the words and the steps being taken in our church that um, are going to go beyond our, our timeline uh, personally. So That's bless right. you in Jesus' name, and you're empowered by the Spirit. You are sent. Adios. Adios.